Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, 216-578-0092, 216-578-0092. Scott Petrak will join us at 11, so about a half hour away from Scott. We'll talk to him. Outstanding job uh, at brownzone.com, so make sure you're reading him every day, too. But uh, we're talking about Saturday's win over the Baltimore Ravens. It is a Browns Therapy Monday. It's a Victory Monday. It's a... It just feels like a lame duck Monday, too, doesn't it? Like, no one's in the office today. Yep. I can tell you, the ride in from downtown was super quick. Smooth and, and easy. And nice. It was very plenty of parking downtown. <laughs> it really was. Nobody was charging $100 for a spot. It was great, man. Except it's just cold. It's cold. So, And it's going to get colder as the week goes on. If I don't like it, I should move somewhere else. But I do like it, so I'll live with it. And I just wish I would have brought – my wife bought me gloves for my birthday last month, and she asked me, how are those gloves looking? And I said – uh, good. She goes, do you even know where they are? I go, I think they're in the closet. And she goes, yeah, I hope you know where they are. Cause you're going to need them this week. Yeah. You got to put them in the coat pocket. That's, that's the rule. At least I am one of those people where I have to put everything back right where I know where it is or else I'm just going to lose all of it. And so like, yep. Gloves right in the coat pocket. Don't go anywhere without them. They're in the winter jacket coat pocket. I got to, I'm not a big fan of the Saturday game. I'm going to be honest. I'm just, I'm uh, much like time change. I'm, I guess I'm just a creature <laughs> of habit. And I, I just yesterday felt so weird. I was like, I was kind of dipping in and out of games, and I had other stuff going on. And I, I mean, I liked it when they played it on Saturday. And then the other thing too is, I thought they were going to start the game late. And well, they did. They started it, I think, about ten minutes late. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to wait till the end of the Minnesota game. Man, was that crazy or what? That game. I mean, the Colts were up thirty-three to nothing. Thirty-three to nothing at halftime. And then former Browns kicker Greg Joseph ices the win. How about that? You got nothing? I it just that whole game just made my head hurt because I have I've spent the entire year in, and again, maybe it's I am a man that is currently wearing a Green Bay Packers sweatshirt and will be openly rooting for them on Monday Night Football. But I spent the entire year screaming that the Minnesota Vikings are not that good and that the Minnesota Vikings are are a fluke. Well, I don't know if fluke is the right term. They are lucky. They are unbelievably uh, lucky. They have been in a boatload of one-score games, and every time you think Kirk Cousins has figured it out, he throws a ball that should be picked off and in previous years would be, but this year has been dropped. And so I watched them get down 33 to nothing and then storm back from that game and then you know win on the field goal in overtime – and I'm still watching this going, is this team good? Like, honestly, is are, are they good? I still don't How think they're the good. How about the play in the first half where Kirk Cousins just fell? I He just fell. Like, still, he was, went under center, he took a step back, and he just fell. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a bad day to be a Vikings fan. Yes. Although their fans stuck around. I, it's weird because I remember saying the score during the Browns pregame show. I'm like, man, I can't believe this. Who had the Colts up 33 nothing? And in the back of my mind, I was like, Man, there's a lot of football left, and I keep. It's weird how how things just kind of seep in the back of your head, and you. It's like one of those never forget moments. Was watching Saint Ignatius beat Cleveland Heights in the playoffs this year when they mounted that gigantic comeback in the second half to beat Heights at Heights, and I, I mean, I and for some reason I was just like, I I don't know, I I just don't count teams out. It's just yeah. especially if you can, you know, if you can. Get a touchdown and get the ball back right away. You're, you're 16 points pretty quick. And Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook are unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, especially Jefferson. I mean, Justin Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in football right now. And he showed it on multiple occasions in that game where – and this, this might be the difference between 
when you watch a team like the Vikings who could storm back from 33 points down and then what you're watching with the Browns right now and that trust factor that's there is the fact that Kirk Cousins at least six times, seven times a game are going to just whip the ball up in, into the air where Justin Jefferson is and just go, all right, go make a play. Go, go get it. I trust that you will be the best player on that team and that you will go get that that you will get that ball that I threw up against any defensive back in the league. And he's right. Justin Jefferson comes down with it. And I don't think Watson and the passing game are quite there yet because that does take time. I mean, those two have been throwing to each other for two plus years. That takes time for those guys to get it down. And that's the thing that stood out in this game is the fact that, look, we, we were all thrilled because they won 13 to three against a division rival, Used to be here. We all know the history and all that stuff. No one talked about the history last week. It was really weird. Well, like, but I didn't hear anybody talking about it. It's, it, was a, it was a funky week to begin with, with A, with being on Saturday, Saturday. and B, the fact that this team, you know. After losing out Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, that they're just out. And so, and, and okay, there's a 1% chance, or you're telling me there's a, ch- there's a chance. I'm hearing Dumb and Dumber go through my head. Right. But the thing with this passing game that stood out to me more than anything else is Flat out the fact that Deshaun Watson in this game, 5.8 yards per attempt. Meaning, they're not pushing the ball down the field. There are none of those plays that you saw in the Vikings game where Kirk Cousins was just throwing it up Justin Jefferson and saying, okay, come down with the ball. Do you think that's by design? I wonder. I think he can move the ball down the field if he needs to. I think so too. I wonder if it's kind of the training wheels that we're seeing right now on Deshaun Watson in this offense and if that's what's playing into it. I mean, 5.8 yards per attempt is sad. I mean, that's not what you're looking for at all. You want that number closer to 10 because it means you're at least pushing the ball down the field every so often to at least get those safeties to take a step back to open up the middle part of the field. And I wonder when we start to see that part of this offense where they start pushing the ball down the field. Now, again, could be the weather. All right, uh, we'll take your phone calls. 216-578-0092. 216-578-0092. It is a Browns Therapy Monday. Sean is on the line. Hi, Sean. What's happening, Sean? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Congratulations on a victory Monday. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I think it was a, a good win. Um, I see a lot of what you guys are talking about as far as the, the training wheels and the passing. Um, but, you know, with that, you know, we're, we continue to see – some minor improvements um, with Deshaun Watson and how he's, uh, you know, being incorporated in the offense and things of that nature. So that's good. Uh, the questions I have for you guys, uh, first of which, are, are you worried about our kicker yet? Because um, those are some unfortunate mistakes that we don't like to see, given the fact he was drafted you know, in the fourth round. And then a uh, question for you there, Dan. We got Monday Night Football here tonight. I know you're a Packer fan, so are you rooting for the Packers or are you rooting for Baker Midfield, given his situation? Oh, there you go. Good question, uh, Loudly for the Packers. Very, very loudly for the Packers. <laughs> Sean, what are you doing? I'm rooting for Baker. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm rooting for Baker because of how well he did uh, last Thursday. Uh, I told my wife, I said, no, I'm, we're watching Monday Night Football today because I want to see how well he can do with the Rams. And I'm really hopeful that he can have a, a really great career and hopefully pick up that starting job for next season. All right, Sean, thank you. I do think the kicking game is, 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 is interesting because, I mean, I don't know. I was already at, I had a statue on hold after the first week of the season after they won, and he kicked the field goal to win it. And like, okay, we got a kicker. We got. Oh a yeah, kicker. you definitely put down the down payment on that. That's right. I, although it's interesting, it's not really that hard to switch from kicker to punter. 
So I'm trying to get the face on the statue kind of moved over to Corey Bjorka's. Well, I don't blame you. You're kind of like Clark Griswold where you cut a check that you're not 100% sure was going to cash until this little miracle showed up. Oh, in the was that, that was on last night we watched that. It's, it's been on all month. Oh, I never realized when they were walking through the store when they're talking about um, trying to give money to uh, – oh, my, why am I free? Uh, to Randy Quaid. So, so Chevy's talking to Randy Quaid, and he says uh, – uh, you know, we want to help out. We want to make sure your kids have a Merry Christmas. Did you just all the dog food yes. that he picked up along the way? It was just such a subtle, hysterical joke. I mean, there was no dog food that was too good for that. For uh, oh, I remember the snots. Yeah, snots. So anyway, I was just that was a point. I'm glad you got me off track there for a second. But Sorry. I, here's the the thing about the kicking game is like okay, so Kate York uh, missed two, right? But Justin Tucker is probably he's the best kicker ever. I mean, I mean, it's you either can argue him, that he's the best kicker ever. You can make a Vinny Terry reference, and I'm sure somebody's yelling at their radio about Luke Groza right now. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, so let's let's get, let's just for niceness' sake, sake, let's say he's top five kicker of all time. Love it. Okay, I love the fact that he was having tantrums after missing the kick, and then had the kick blocked, missed one, and had one blocked. So that kind of, I don't know. When I left, <laughs> excuse me, when I left the stadium, I mean, the wind was going sideways from. As I was looking at the flag, it was going from south to north. And then it would whip back, and then it would whip forward. I was we were, we were watching the flags while we're doing the pregame show. And so like I mean, do we give York a little bit of a pass because the weather wasn't good? And and I, I like I don't want to give any kicker a pass, I'll be honest with you. But <laughs> because everybody else does all the work to get the ball down the field, all they have to do is put foot on ball, put ball in air, boom, make it good. But you're trying to re-record your drop, aren't you? Yeah, because the other one was so awkward. The the Justin Tucker, though, for him to miss, I, I don't know. Is that kind of like, okay, well, the bar was a little bit lowered for Cade York because arguably top five kicker in NFL history missed one too, who never misses? So this is the first game that Cade York probably has been down there where the wind was really whipping and – the snow was coming down, and it was all of the things that we pointed to Phil Dawson and said, you can figure this out. And, you know, we we sit there bouncing our grandchildren and children on their knees going, you know, Phil Dawson had 150 different shoes, and he'd walk out beforehand and determine which shoes are the shoes that would best fit the mud that he was about to kick in for the next four hours. And, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I, I think with Cade York and this being the first time that's there, I'm going with a pass, and that might be a mistake, and you can yell at me for that all you want. I think it's a pass on that one. The The one was a flat-out shank where he almost fell over. That's the one that needs to get fixed more than anything, and, and I don't even care if you get the uh, old golf spikes that used to have you know two-inch nails on the end of it to make sure that you stuck in the ground. You need to get that for your plant foot. The other one, I think, was just the win. The shank, on the other hand, that's the one that's got to get fixed immediately because that looked like me off the tee at one. And anything that happens on a football field that emulates my golf game is a serious problem. All I know is I saw Greg Joseph kick a game winner right before. And then I wonder the value of a kicker. And then I sit around and go, huh, huh, huh. I don't know that I would ever draft a kicker. They're like offensive linemen, man. They don't exist until they miss. That's true. Or referees that make a mistake. They should just blend into the woodwork unless they have really big guns and you're like, damn, that ref works out. By the way, the ref in the World Cup game yesterday. Whew, that guy was big too. 
Let's come back. We'll continue on with a Browns Therapy Monday. Victory Monday. It's cool. 216-578-0092. 216-578-0092. That's the number to call in. Uh, also, Scott Petrick coming up at 11 o'clock. Basket of Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Dan Menigan is in today. 216-578-0092. It is a Browns Therapy Monday. Um, Jeff is off. I Ken Carmen walked in here just now, as usual. He's always like he's a bull in a china shop, isn't he? Yes, fair. Is that? A, I don't know if I'd call him a bull in a china shop, but it's it's definitely it's more like the Kool Aid Man than anything else. He just oh, kind of bursts good. onto the scene, and makes better. a whole bunch of noise, and then then leaves after a little bit. All right, so he spends like three four minutes of our break time. That you know, Dan and I normally discuss like very big topics, so we make sure that the show is like tip top and spiffy shape, and. And all of a sudden, Ken walks by, and he's like, oh, man, you got to hear our podcast this week. I'm like, okay, well, tell me a little bit about it, so maybe we'll talk about it on the air. And he's like, nope, you got to listen. you got to listen. So I guess we all have to listen to their podcast, the Emerging Podcast, where podcasts are available. Scott Petrak coming up at 11. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think of Deshaun? What's your verdict on him? What do you think? You're three games in now. I think his best game was the second half of the Bengals. I think that's the best way to look at it with Deshaun Watson. I think he's been fine. Now, fine is not what you paid $230 million for. You didn't pay $230 million to give up a whole mess load of first-round draft picks for fine. And I think that's where I am is he's fine. And I wonder at what point the rust gets knocked off. Now, I am also someone who has said that the rest of this season is all about getting him comfortable in the Kevin Stefanski offense and figuring out if those two can play together. And I still sit behind that idea that we still have more games in front of us for them to figure out if those two can play together. But right now, if I'm grading it, it's like a C, C plus. It's been fine. There have been flashes in between where you go, oh, I now know and understand why you pay that guy. Again, that run that we talked about in the very beginning on third down, that's one of those where you're like, oh, Okay, I get it. I now know why we paid that guy. The throw that he made in the Bengal game when he was getting tackled at Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now I know why you pay that guy. All right, well, the run. I mean, that's one of uh, his ability to run the ball, I think, is just because I, like, I looked at Jamal during the game, and I'm like, now there's something Jacoby really can't do. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right on that, but you're also looking for those things while you're doing this, right? You're yeah. looking for those things. I, I also want to see I, – I know you have access to this stuff. I don't have any of that. Do you have a, a spray chart for yeah. what he's thrown? I don't, has he thrown a ball other than at the end of the half last week more than 25 yards so th- in the la- air? So last week, uh, pretty much he didn't throw anything over 20 yards Yeah, last week. It was all intermediate route stuff. Now, again, that could either fall under training wheels from Kevin Stefanski mm-hmm. or wind. I don't know which of the two that those are. I'm so not I, gonna like, I wonder what's the longest pass he's thrown into a ga- in a game other than – the Hail Mary at the end of the half last week. I mean, he's throwing a, a, a decent – he's thrown a couple balls over 20 yards in the previous week and that stuff too. So Not many, though. Yeah, it has not been many. They have definitely kept this playbook very – we'll go conservative. They've they've definitely protected him as he's getting his feet wet still. Hmm. All right, where are you on Watson as we continue on with the Browns Therapy Monday? It is Bill in Parma. Hi, Bill. How are you? What's happening, Bill? Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I think Watson's fine. I mean, uh, arm strength and everything. Man, again, I could not disagree with you more about this. Training wheels. Okay. Uh, you, the reason is, is training wheels 
for what reason? To protect him, to uh, for us not to sh- know how good his arm is, for us to um, be easy on the other team. Uh, I don't get it. the reason he's not throwing it more than twenty yards down the field is we do not have a big play receiver. So. Bill, the only reason that I, I kind of look at it that way is because – who was it that was I was talking to about how – oh, it was Mike Martz. That's it. Mike Martz put it where basically, like, you almost have to look at an offense like it's levels. You know, so it's – so basically, like, the the, st- the first level was put in with the Texans, and then you kind of get level two that builds off of that first level, and then level three that kind of builds off of that – and the way that we've been looking at this, or at least I have, is like this is the preseason for Deshaun Watson. And so well, but, but, you're but, kind of seeing level but, one and a little level two. You let, know what I mean? Let me, let, let me ask you this. Of course. How do, you, how do you open up the short game passing? You pass it down the field, correct? That or run the ball a little bit more. Or you I can run the ball right, a little right. bit or just and, and so, move and faster so than the other team. If they're going to be looking for five-yard passing, uh, they're going to start – loading up in that regard correct the, the, the purpose of the long ball is to open open those things up the other thing i wanted to bring up is hey, hang on let me just let me jump in on this really quick sure so what what was the biggest deficiency i thought the team had against cincinnati this is me personally like yeah. you can't have 100 yards and penalties so well, if you're looking at that if you want to talk about an improvement they went from 100 yards and penalties to what 30 on saturday and one of the reasons you're getting into this penalty problem is because if Deshaun's holding on to the ball too long, your offensive line's going to get nailed for holding or you're going to have an illegal man downfield. Now, again, I mean, penalties are a relative. You know, you end up with defensive penalties and stuff like that. But they definitely decreased and paid better attention to detail in this game or at least didn't get caught as much uh, against the Ravens by, you know, decreasing by almost 70 yards in penalties. And one of the reasons why if you are – if you're still not in sync between your offensive line and your quarterback – your old line's probably going to get nailed for holding a couple more times if he's trying to throw the ball farther down the field. I'm just bringing that up as a, as a That's simple. That's a good point. That may, not be, that may not be the answer to what you're saying, and I could be wrong, but logistically that makes sense. And, Bill, I no. want them to throw the ball down the field. Don't think for half a second I think this is, like, the perfect offense or anything. Yeah, go ahead with the second point, Bill. And well, real quick, um, I, one of the things I think that's going to be a big issue going further into, and really not this year with the Browns, but I've been watching this weekend, and I have no idea, and you guys help me with this, I cannot figure out what is roughing the passer. Uh, I watched uh, Kansas City play yesterday, and Mahomes got thrown by a guy, much like Tua was, mm-hmm. no flag. And supposedly uh, Mahomes has had no roughing the passers this year. Mm. I saw a guy land on a guy this year just because there was no other way for him to go, and that was roughing the passer. I think in Las Vegas this year, whoever, whatever team gets more roughing the pass, passer calls for them is going to be uh, advantageous going into the world, uh, into the Super Bowl. It's a good point. I, and I, I guarantee you when we hit the playoffs, when everyone's watching one game at a time, they step it up again, right? That you'll yeah, start seeing more roughing the passer calls because they don't want quarterbacks getting hurt, especially on national TV. Have you guys been able to figure that out a bit? I mean, I just can't. I mean, I'm, and I'm being honest about that. I, I do think it's it's subjective. I mean, I don't know how, how else do you put it. I don't know. If it, I, 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 I got, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a subjective call always. And, you know, the whole thing of, well, don't land on him with your weight. Well, don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, we saw, I think it was Monday Night Football, and I want to say it was Dak Prescott who – ended up pump faking and the um the pass rusher thought that he threw the ball and let go and Dak ran in for a touchdown. I think it was Dak. 
yeah. that did that. And I mean, we're going to continue to run into this stuff all the time. And tomorrow, when Bill and Parma calls in and asks us what a catch is. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the phone call. All right, this should be uh, fun, some sunshine on a cloudy day. Desmond's in New York. Des, what's, what's up, up man? Oh, I can't believe I just had to listen to that human sleeping pill, Bill from Parma. Be I, nice. I, I, you know, people say the same thing about you, Des, and we don't no, let them No one will ever call me a sleeping they, they can hate me. They will never say I'm boring. That guy put me to sleep on the phone. I it don't know. Hey, man, when we're in the middle of a really good football discussion and you calling to go, what are you guys talking about? That's a game changer, too. That's a click. In contrast to that golden-throated siren who is now answering your phone. Who is that? What a voice. Who, Kayla? Yes, what a Yeah, there you go. Desmond is a big fan of yours. Just so you know. got that going for you. She's a little freaked out. She, it's a good thing your phone number's popping up here so she can you know, block okay. you. Okay, she, she wants my number in England or New York. Which oh, one? you are so big time. You're like, hey, do you need my New York number, my England number? Uh, let me give you the number of my uh, my limo driver, and I'll have him get yeah. with my people. Go what's ahead. Your, Andy, what's your expectations with Deshaun? You think I, don't, I think they're about they're exactly where they're, they should be no, right no, now. I don't have any right years. now. You, over the, over the Super Bowl, so based on what they paid, Super Bowl. You, uh, Super it has Bowl to win. be. That has to be your expectation. A they they sold win. the farm on this thing. A Super Bowl win. Um, I'm not going to get greedy because we've not been there before. So I'll just take a Super Bowl at this point. I'll be okay. nice. And, and 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 what if it's not I mean, next next year? You're it's a failure, Desmond. Trade. It's a failure if they don't get to the Super Bowl with him. I think you're going to have to trade Miles Garrett next year to keep this guy. Why? Who, uh, because you got to, who, you have to pay people. Who are you going to keep? You're going to have to get rid of somebody. They'll here. figure it out. I'm well, telling you. The, so the, the, you're you're yeah. getting, I'm and this might that. be just the rosy colored glasses that everybody who has a team that's up against the cap is looking at. Because I'm sure the Broncos are doing the same thing right now. Uh, the Broncos, with, Broncos failed. The Broncos failed. They took a chance. They right. failed. I mean, and, and, it, and it flopped. So they're trying to figure it out. The thing chance, is, is the does. cap is going to go up. Could happen, the same thing could happen with the Browns. You, oh, yeah. The one thing you got to stop referring to him as a top five. He's not a top anything quarterback right now. He's not a top twenty quarterback right now. And he, well, and the thing is, is if they want to go where they want, if if this team is going to go where they want him to go and where the fan base wants him to go, he needs to be a top ten quarter or a top five quarterback. And we've seen it well, out not, of him. He's not going to be a top five. He could he, he could be a top ten quarterback. He's not he's not going to be top five quarterback ever. Even if it's top but, even if it's top ten though, it does help get you where you want to yeah, go. I, I mean, we saw it with Stafford last year. Okay, how come you're not talking about Mbappe and 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 Messi? That's the real story. <laughs> I knew you come were on. going it's down coming. that road. It's coming. God, it was that was one of the best sporting. Events I've seen oh my in my God. Life. Was that not? Was there? Was France's offense not awesome in the first half? I mean, that oh. one. Sh- uh, uh, that uh, 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 they had no offense. That was great. Oh, oh Des, we're losing. Chelsea you. fans, so we can. So when I call you, we can talk about something important. You know. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll have a whole segment Chelsea called fan. "It's Important to Desmond." Tell Grand Potter That's to play Pulisic. That's all I want. Okay. Until that. Until that. Honey voice. Siren, I'll be calling and giving her my number in England if she wants to come visit. Yeah, too many digits. Can I give you my digits? 1-800-777-777-777. What? All right, we have to go to break. Yeah, we got to go, Desmond. I got to pay bills, man. Is she a voice pen? All right, good night. Desmond. Kayla, I'm sorry. And his daughters listen to the station. Des. I'm sorry. Like all creepy, right? That was kind of creepy, wasn't it? Does he have a lot of money? No, I'm just kidding. There you go. It's always easier to fall in love with someone who's got a very large bank account. Thank you. That's what my dad used to say. I have a ring and kids, so. Oh, okay. 
216-578-0092 before I get fired. 216-578-0092 is the number to call. <laughs> or hit us up on Twitter at CLE Talking. It's Scott Petrak, super friend of the show. You know him, you love him. Brownzone.com. He's next.